Hi, I am Barbara from Turn Italian. And I'm Gloria from Speak Ita. And I'm Irene from Italian in Love. And this is Expat Women Italy podcast. Welcome to the second episode of the Expat Women Italy podcast. And in this episode, we're going to talk about stereotypes, Italian stereotypes to be precise. Now I'm curious to know, Barbara, because you are the one who arrived uh, in uh, Milan a few years ago. Did you have any weird ideas about it and a stereotype? Because I, I think Irene and I have experienced like this uh, idea of Italian stereotypes are when we moved abroad, but you have a different impact. Well, uh, it's an interesting question because I guess that quite often we can see the stereotype as a reality and we based our expectation on them. So, and then when we arrived in a new country, they turn out to be not so true or very true. So yeah, <laughs> stereotype definitely played a role in my idea about life abroad, life in Italy. I have one stereotype, just, you know, just to start straight away. Yeah, break the ice, come on. Let's do it. So, Barbara, maybe you can tell us if you think it's true from your own perspective, and then Gloria and I will we'll also, as Italians, see what yeah. we think about it, yeah? So, first one is Italians are always late. What do you say about that, Barbara? Is that true? Not really. I don't think so. Yeah, like it really depends because I guess that if we are talking about working environment, uh, people are not late at all. Like, at least speaking from my experience here in Milan, like let's say the meeting will start at nine, so at nine, like everybody was there. But if you hang out with your friends, yeah, like Italians, but still generally speaking, tend to be, you know, maybe quite late and like a five minutes here, 10 minutes there. Okay, so I would say half and half, with something serious, people are on time. It's more like a pleasure activity. I guess that Italians are not really strict about the timetable. I think it's probably part of our lifestyle as well, because we're kind of known for, to take things slowly, not to rush. So why should we, we be on time if we want to, you know, don't, uh, don't feel that pressure? So maybe that could be one of the reasons why we tend to be late. What do you think? Maybe. I have, I don't know, really. Um, I've never seen it from a lifestyle perspective. I'm seeing it more uh, as a sign of politeness rather than taking things slowly. But to me, if I know I have a, I, I committed to meet with, to meet you at a certain date and time, I make sure I'm, I'm, I'm there on time. Of course, trains, uh, you know, metro and delays are always around the corner. But if it depends on entirely on me, I am the type of person who has a commitment and uh, honors that commitment. But I understand it's not the same for everybody. Um, honestly, I don't really experience this type of um, behavior. Probably because I am here. Uh, I don't want to say that it's an northern thing to be always on time, but um, I've met very few people who say, uh, I'm going to be here by 10, and then at uh, 10.45, uh, you're still waiting for them. 
I agree because, um, you know, I live in London and people are late here as well and they're not Italian. So, <laughs> you know, people can be late regardless whether they're Italian or not. Um, but I wonder, I wonder if, um, what's the, what, not what's the rule, but what's the average in general if people are always late? I wouldn't say it's totally true. No. It depends on the person, in my opinion. I don't want to say that uh, it's a Mediterranean trait because then we will dive into another stereotype. Uh, but uh, I think it really, really depends on, uh, on the person. I could say that there are people in Spain who are always late, but it would be just another way of boosting a a stereotype unnecessarily. There are Spanish people who are on time, there are Italian people who are on time, and, and Spanish and Italian people who are always late, and the same happens for Britain, as you say, Irene. Yeah, absolutely. Um, should we move to the next one? I think this is going to be an yeah. interesting one. <laughs> yeah, so Barbara, Italians are loud, and I'm going to put my voice down because I was shouting, so <laughs> there you go, Italians are loud. <laughs> Yes, they are. <laughs> ah, okay. Sorry, guys, but yes, you are loud. It's out. <laughs> like, once again, like, it's from my perspective, and I would say that I'm really like a shy, quiet, and introvert person. So, okay, so maybe I'm not the right person to speak this about, but like a once again, speaking from my experience, yeah, I would say that they are like they are loud, yeah, definitely, yeah. I have to agree on this one. Okay. Come on. Imagine <laughs> Italian family at the table. Oh yeah. Complete mess. Everyone. Mess. No. Okay. Everyone talking on top of each other. Yeah, um, just like okay. Right? Should I be honest? This is something I just didn't really get at the beginning you know they talk on top of each other and I consider it and still kind of like I consider to be a little bit rude <laughs> yeah I think we have the power of doing that because I think if someone from a different culture comes in they think what the hell is going on here like yeah. they have no idea people talking and we understand each other I think it's something that we're so used to that we we grow up doing it and we're grab surrounding by it and you know we're just fine with it but yeah okay good for you okay. <laughs> but when Actually, we... I, I am not fine with it <laughs> say again Gloria I'm Italian I'm not fine with people I'm not fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> because I would raise like a purpose about this because somebody asked me for my opinion and then I started like uh, you know speaking about that and they just stopped me and you know like okay so okay <laughs> I just didn't quite get it okay what what was going on right and yeah, yeah and the people just keep speaking and you know I just stay there because I I felt really uncomfortable about this I didn't know what to do like uh, if I should be more like uh, aggressive somehow in the conversation and you know just proceeding on my way but whoa <laughs> yeah, can you this beautiful italian bop <laughs> you know with the shoulders of a bop 
So yeah, you are right. When I took Joe, my husband, English husband, to Italy the first time, poor thing, he had no clue. <laughs> he was just sitting there and it was Christmas time, imagine. Christmas time with probably 15 people at the table, everyone talking, everyone shouting, shout, I mean, not shouting, but everyone being loud. And he was just there sitting quietly. And he's, he's not a quiet person. He, he likes to talk and stuff. He couldn't speak Italian, so that, that's another thing. But he, he was asking, what's going on? Like, who's talking to who? Like, what's the conversation? <laughs> so, Gloria, is that different in your family, maybe? Totally. I mean, well, first of all, the, your husband reminded me of the picture of portrait of sadness uh, sitting at the table <laughs> without, without having a clue of what was going on yeah. but poor thing really it is really different in my family because they are we are four now it used to be uh, it used to be six of course uh, uh, but then my, my two grandmothers passed away and now we are well there are four of us at christmas time and we are not really loud people. Well, we tend to shout a little bit, but I am not the one who shouts because I don't like it, as I said before. And uh, I find it really hard to um, to have us my say when someone else is talking so loudly, especially about politics or COVID, since we are recording this episode in uh, during the COVID time. So yeah, I can't. I don't know. My, my family is more like. Um, but we are quiet normally, but we tend to shout, at least my parents tend to shout when uh, they talk about politics or the government and COVID, etc. But honestly, I'm not the type of person who likes to shout. I have my moments and I like them, but they are just a small uh, parenthesis of my whole life. I'd rather go for a quiet, uh, calm and uh, conversation when we can exchange turns uh, peacefully I don't really like uh, I well I speak over people sometimes but when I'm excited and I want to keep the topic going but I don't I don't know I'd rather go for a quiet conversations quiet uh, environments uh, I don't like people who shout too much especially because I I'm now living in the south of Spain and people shout really 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 loud and I cannot stand it at a certain point yeah, I think one interesting point also, Barbara, that you said, you find it rude, but also how do you find, or how you used to find, obviously because now your Italian is, you're, you're like, you speak like in Italian. How did you find about interrupting? If someone was kind of talking over you, would you interrupt or did you find it kind of hard in the beginning? Even because of the language. Yeah. Or because of people, of these people, people talking, they're being loud. I tried to remember because it's already okay. Okay, give me a second. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was perplexed. Yeah, it was, I, yeah. As I told you, I considered it rude, but in the same time, I tried to understand it's like a part of the culture. So I tried to like balance these two things. And when he spoke about Joe, I, I, I felt him so much because this is how I felt here. And like for Christmas, I was just there in the corner. 
because I just didn't kind of like know how to how to join the conversation. So yeah, it, it was really hard, and maybe you know because it was a Christmas, so you know Christmas you feel kind of like more homesick, and maybe you you don't have all that grief and energy just you know be there and participate in the conversation. Okay. Cool. Should we move on to the next one? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Something more cheerful. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, Italians are very religious. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Like, like, as in every other country, maybe older people they are, but I would say it's it right. Yeah. I don't see any other difference between from maybe between Slovakia or France and Spain or England. Like I would say it's the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think things have changed probably generation by generation, yeah. kind of less yeah. and less, right? But also, like as I'm thinking about this, like I was told this many times by people generally here, and when I asked, like, why do you think so? You know why? Okay, and I was oh because the Vatican is there. Okay, so maybe the, oh, the Vatican. Okay. okay, the association between Vatican and Vatican. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was actually the answer I was given. So I don't think people are really religious nowadays. It's a more of a facade, from more often than not, and. Uh, I mean, there are people who go to church on Christmas nights, but Christmas night, but um, most of the time, I think it's more like a tradition or a way of being seen going to church. I, I don't know up to which point uh, people feel religion and, um, and believe in God, really. Some things are more related to traditions rather than pure faith. In my opinion, mm -hmm. but yeah. of course, the Vatican has a strong influence. Yeah, definitely. Okay, let's change completely. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Let's stir things up a bit. Um, Italians love football. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good question. Because, yeah, thinking about it, yeah, they are many fans, but at the same time, you know, there's no like, you know, comparing to who. Okay. Yeah. It's really hard to answer. For example, maybe like a, here in my circle, there are not many people, or there are not many huge fans of football and soccer. Okay, they are in mad for motorbikes and Ducati, and you just hear all about Ducati, right? Okay, so I don't know. I think it's like the average, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was, I grew up with my dad and my brother, they're both inter supporters. So mm -hmm. obviously, <laughs> you know, <Okay. laughs> they were watching the match every Sunday, they still do. They get together mm -hmm. and they watch the inter, whatever, who they're playing with. Um, but I think it's kind of 
the same, I don't know, Joe is, is a Tottenham supporter and he watches the match every single week. So, yeah, I'm thinking about my dad and brother and they do the same. You know, it, I think it really depends on personal interest. Right? I don't know. I think uh, it depends on the person. I, I don't know many football supporters. I guess we see them more on television rather than in uh, our private circles, probably. But again, I think every country has a national sport uh, and Italy happens to be a football fan. I don't know in in England it's uh, I don't I don't remember the the which sport is more popular in uh, in Britain, but uh, I believe every single country has a national sport. Yeah, I think here like uh, football, cricket, and right. was golf. Me, I don't know, but, but yeah, football is it's a big one here as well. What about? Let's do the last one. Should we do the last yeah, one? Yeah, show me. Yeah, yeah sure. Cool. Um, okay, which one should we go for? I'm gonna pick a funny one. Okay, Italians love their bidet. <laughs> <laughs> Just to <laughs> conclude the episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess it's true. <laughs> It is, yeah. Hundred percent true. I miss it so much. <laughs> Every time um, I I say to Joe, I say, Joe, if we're gonna buy a house, we're gonna install a bidet. <laughs> Every, every time, like, we go to Italy, I'm like, I'm so happy and... Okay, just to see it, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope now. I feel like... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah, I think that you do. Okay, Italian ladies. Okay, you do. But also, what, what I saw that it's really, really practical and useful for kids, you know, because when they are like a small and they just can't mm -hmm. reach the basin, it's like a really handy just to wash their hands there. So, yeah. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, see, yeah I, I like it too. <laughs> okay, no, so do they have bidet in Spain? Depends. Some houses do, some houses don't. Uh, but people don't really make a big deal about it. Uh, and there are people who don't even know its primary function, I guess. Or they, they have it or they, and they don't use it, basically. And I have to laugh when it's its primary function because it was the same for me when I came to Italy for the first time on holiday with my parents. And I saw it and I asked my mom, like, what is it for? Okay, so. So you don't have it in Slovakia? No, I don't. Okay. But okay, if I kind of would like to precise that Slovak people are not dirty, but maybe we use shower for you know that kind of activity. So okay. Yeah. Okay. okay so. Okay. But yeah, I think that's a good one to conclude because uh, that's a that stereotype is just so true, isn't it? Yeah. And I want to add, if there are Italians who got used to not having a bidet because they live abroad, they cannot even say that they are fine with it because the, all the other Italians are going to kill them. 
true. And that's, that's the end. Gross. You don't you don't have a pizza in your house. That is gross. How can you live without it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Still, my mom still shocked. She's still shocked. How can you live without pizza? And I'm like, you, you get you can you you get used to it, but you don't forget. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You can use it, but you appreciate it when you have it. 100%. Yes. Okay. I guess we, we can conclude this episode, but it's been really interesting to explore these, uh, <laughs> these stereotypes uh, with you ladies. And we're going to see each other for another episode really soon of uh, Expert Women in Italy podcast. See you soon. Okay. See you. Ciao. Bye.